good to have Craig back. Yeah, oh yeah, Miss Miss Craig. So Miss tell Craig. me about these notes that you have. I see you sent me an image file. <laughs> what is this that I'm looking at? These are your it's, notes on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's half a page. I can't make out any of this. Yes, you can. Zoom in. First appearance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can. But <laughs> originally, you're like, I was like hoping you would send me your notes so I could work off them or we could put together some sort of show doc or I'd let let you like go through it and then you sent me this these scribbles is what it looks like from far away on this piece of paper i'm like that's not what i was hoping for i just took notes of all my favorite things <laughs> so mid-episode are you going to be getting little caesars should we build in a, a break here in a second uh I, hopefully hopefully i get some <laughs> kind of food but i don't know i don't know if that will happen because he gets sidetracked pretty easy as you know as you're aware oh my goodness okay well <laughs> Just in case, listeners, uh, be be aware that we might break halfway through for Little Caesars. Not an ad break or anything important. Just, <laughs> just you know, Chelsea needs her pizza right now. I haven't eaten dinner and I'm hungry. And was the Little matter. Caesars guy, was he the one who was like, pizza, pizza? Pizza, pizza. pizza. Yeah, the guy okay. that's dressed up like a Roman in the toga with the, yeah. He's the dressed C- up the, like Caesar. The Caesar guy, yeah. <laughs> has the staff or spiky thing and he has a roman he's dressed as the roman okay listen that's debatable first of all listen i i did feel a little dirty saying that yeah like first of all no like there's lots of way better romans than him name one other than brute uh well trajan or trajan or whatever is probably my favorite but i also like octavius when he's just like let it all are you mis- burn. <laughs> are you mispronouncing trojan is that what's happening no it's t-r-a-g-j-a-l-k if you don't think i googled it as you said yeah you know there's a bunch of different augustuses there's a lot of augustuses yeah at least three but i think it's octavius though that's like just what did Octavius do? Help me out. He, he was like, I'll send you a meme because I saw a good one earlier today that made me chuckle. But uh, he was This is like, too nostalgic. We're going too far back. Normally people are like, why are they talking about this show that was on for one year in 1985? But now, <laughs> now it's like, man, you remember Romans? <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta find the meme. God, that Octavius, man. That guy. Pause, pause please. Because pause. you won't. <laughs> Alright, I'll... I'm here to- or no, it's not Octavius. This okay, one is, uh... you, you look. You look. I'll do the intro, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not Octavius. It's Nero, anyway, but I'm... I'm... Okay, no, I know who Nero is, but I thought you were talking about... Never mind. Anyway, hold just, on. Just look, look at the stop meme. Talking. Just, just stop talking. Stop talking. Okay. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Right in the Feels. Five minutes into the episode, I'll fi- finally introduce us. <laughs> right in the Feels is the show that hits you, you know, smack dab in your childhood and that nostalgic feeling. It's like bumping your arm and you hit that funny bone, but with references that's that's how i describe this show uh, i'm your faithful host terry owner and operator of can't be killed creations and all of the other horrible podcasts and all the other crappy things i create on that website and with me today i have chelsea who is just googling roman things and waiting for pizza that's true that's yeah that sums it up today what is this, this my... meme that i'm looking at what did you send me i didn't get anything it's from you ro- it's wrote it's on the chat. It's it's on the. It's uh, on the chat. It's on the main general on uh, <laughs> the can't be killed Discord. Oh, it's a picture. It's the 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 worst timeline from the community, 
and you have but Nero, the like, Senate, Rome is the fire, <laughs> Galva is in the kitchen just watching everything the, happen, the, the Christians. <laughs> the Christians on the floor is Pierce. Oh, uh, that's that's pretty good. That's that's, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, thank you. Anyway. So we'll try to update a little bit more nostalgia. We'll try to get, you know, more modern with it by jumping to the 90s, I guess. Today we're talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And we're not talking about... The, well, we will talk a little bit about the Archie Comics Sabrina, a little bit about the Netflix Sabrina. But uh, I would say both of our main touchstone would be Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the ABC Family block... Or, not ABC Family. The ABC block of TGIF, right? Yeah. I would say so. I mean, I really like the new Netflix series, though, and I do a lot of my comparisons because it's so new are against the 96 version. For so, sure, for sure. I mean, it might end up coming up more just in drawing parallels and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, also, it was 20 years ago when I was watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch right? Live, so like, yeah. it's kind of hard to compare the two. Also, I love Archie comics, so I love the comic version of Sabrina. And as demonstrated to you, and I'll tell a quick anecdote, I often confuse her with Wendy, the the witch from Casper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did that like three times the other day when we were talking about doing this episode. So I have some like several touchstones. And I do really do like I like the Netflix show. I, I think it's pretty good. I love the campiness. Honestly, I like it more than Riverdale. Um, I, I like the horror aspect of it. Yeah, like, the, the campy horror is really, really right, good. Exactly. And just like randomly, here's just like a, a werewolf costume that's only okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I just, and, I also like the darker tone in general compared to, I mean, I know Riverdale's supposed to be dark, but it ends up being so outrageous that it's like. It's 90210. It's the OC. It's right, so like, melodramatic. In Sabrina, it works because she's a witch. So, like, of course, it's going to be over the top or whatever. But, like, for them, they're not, like, they're just, like, regular-ass kids. So Yeah, the campiness is really good. There's uh, there's several jokes. Did you watch Netflix uh, Love series starring Gillian Jacobs from Community? No, I did not. Okay. And also the dude from I Love You, Beth Cooper randomly okay. enough but okay. uh in that in that series yeah it's, it's like the only thing that that guy's been in because he's more of a writer but he was he started in that and in netflix's love um anyways in that show he like tutors the kids on set for this like really campy witch show and mm -hmm. it is 100 percent sabrina the teenage witch the way that sabrina the teenage witch ended up being writing like written because it's all it's all campy horror that's like schlocky but sometimes good and right. The lore is strangely dense, but also somehow not planned out at all. <laughs> In every episode, I'm like, okay, they're just making stuff up as they go. But then, like, later on, you see it. They're like, no, they, they did make it up as they go, and then they just ran with it. And you get this weird Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles-esque fucking lore that's 5,000 pages deep, but none of it makes sense. And they just keep building on top of it and on top of it. I just watched the episode with the anti-pope. And oh, I love the <laughs> I'm like, why is the anti-pope here played by the dude who played Lucifer in the short-lived series, The Reaper, as well as Robin Scherbatsky's dad on How I Met Your Mother. I love that actor. I got to find his name. But uh, <laughs> but still, like, this show is so stupid and I love it. <laughs> I, but it works more for me because I'm already I mean, not that I should, I guess, have not suspended my like sense of reality watching any of these shows, but it it's way more believable for me than in Riverdale when Archie gets mauled by a bear and <laughs> like goes to prison. Like, 
<laughs> why? Why does that it's happen? Just like, why, why, are those, why is that a statement I can make? Like, and it's exactly. that you know what I'm talking about. The anti-pope was played by Ray Wise, who is also Robin Scherbowski's dad in How I Met Your Mother. And I don't, you know how the I devil and Reaper. You know my feelings about How I Met Your Mother, so I don't. I don't know what that. It's okay. Is. How I Met Your Mother is wonderful. There's lots of bad things about it too, but also we're comparing it to Sabrina the Teenage Witch right now. Okay, like it's... <laughs> I would rather watch Sabrina. Ah, mistakes, mistakes were made. But anyways, but I I do like Sabrina, and I like so sometimes it does feel a little bit forced with some of its you know. I wouldn't say after school specials, but like the extra special episodes. You know what I mean? We're the like, Christmas we're special. really well, no, more like 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 we have a moral in this episode kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. And but like it's handled so like so well and it's so fun, I guess. It almost gives me a Boy Meets World vibe just to tie the whole TGIF thing all the way around with a bow. You get paid every time you say it, I still swear to God. <laughs> but it's just just, i mean just run with it no i only get paid with abc family um but but it does it does like like throughout these like boy meets world vibes randomly where it's like listen gender inclusion is important and i'm like normally this would feel a little heavy-handed but like i'm with you i mean i'm with you anyways (laughs) because gender inclusion is important but like the way like they just like you have certain characters just like say that out loud it would like the most ham-fisted dialogue and i'm like yeah but point at the screen when they say exactly like right exactly special, like the captain america shorts at the end of uh, the Marvel <laughs> exactly exactly but like uh like i just watched uh an episode from season two spoilers for it a little bit they're they're doing tarot card readings and um the young transgender guy uh theo was like theo yeah was g- giving up his body to keep like his altered form because he went through with a spell to make himself cisgendered essentially right. and and but like he's slowly becoming petrified wood and i'm like I don't, I don't know why i'm so into this but this is perfect like i completely understand because like you 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 understand his plight and he's like listen like th- if this is gonna make it perfect for me i'd rather be a boy in everyone's eyes and lose an arm i'm like man fuck like Let's do this. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> You're fully committed to his cause at that point. 100%. And like, it's no, so silly and schlocky, but like, I love the way that they handle it. And like, they don't back down like at all. Like, and like, you have all these witches who like hate each other and they're all super catty. But the second any dude is being like even remotely like shitty towards any of the women, they're like, oh yeah, we'll just torture him in the mines with Lucifer. Like, why not? Like, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. So like I do the like the show. Also... Yeah, the solidarity of all of it. Like I I enjoy it. It's it's random and backwards half the time. Like when you look at all the random witches rules and I know sometimes that's the point and sometimes it's not. They're like, you know, they go full witch and like do you want to live deliciously but also by these 14 rules? <laughs> <laughs> you want to have all encompassing power to be able to do whatever, but also you got to like, <laughs> you got to burn this thing. And you got to listen to the anti pope. <laughs> Stop. I, like, sometimes, like, I, I can't, like, do it again. It reminds me of Boy Meets World because, like, sometimes it doesn't know what it wants to be, but it still comes together pretty well. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. That it gets but a little I have a lot of fun with it. Yes, yeah, it exactly. Sometimes, but overall, it's a pleasant experience. Exactly. I don't know. It's it's a silly show, but I like it. So to, to jump into the 90s version, which again is probably where we both became familiar with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? Mm-hmm. I eventually, I, I love the Archie comics and after 
getting into them when I was like 12-ish, I probably became more of a fan of Sabrina from the comics than the TGIF show. But I, this T- is still like the first time I found her. The TGIF show is problematic as an adult, like going back and looking at it and like rewatching some episodes and, and stuff like that. There are definitely like just from a uh, structurally sound, like all of the cast members joining and leaving and joining and leaving and just. Oh, OK, I thought you meant I was like, were this like being homophobic or racist or something? No. I was like, is there something I missed from like in no. my research? Like no, I didn't I mean, say anything like that. But no, 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 no. I don't recall anything like that. And I haven't read anything like that. Uh, I mean, because like I said, it's been a long time since I did a floor. It was in the '90s, so I'm sure they definitely did all of those things. But right, but um, but yeah, I hadn't found anyone that was like that was being called out about it. I guess online okay. during my research. Um, but no, I just mean like structurally, like from the actual production of the show, like. Yeah, especially in the later seasons, right? When the ants started leaving and jumping back in, and then... Yeah, well, and Harvey leaves, and then he comes back, and that was like... And comes back again. Yeah, it was just... So, now, from the standpoint of, like, being an adult, like, seeing that it just doesn't really, like, vibe through all the way. But Melissa Joan Hart's... Her performance is so captivating that, as a child, I did not care. Like, she was in it, Salem was in it, that's all I needed. Like... You know, we often talk about our love of Gilmore Girls on this show and why we talk the way we do with all of our references and our witty repartee, if you will. Um, but I think a lot of it actually came from Sabrina when rewatching several episodes. I'm like, she's so fast. It's all references. It's so much humor that doesn't age well because it's so referential. Of yeah. Either really, really old TV or just like what's happening current events wise, which is crazy. I'm watching something like I had to Google several references. I'm like, what is she referring to at this time? And like a lot of old timey references, like they do so much stuff with time travel. And I'm like, I had to like doing history, like research in order to understand some of the episodes I'm watching and not even like which related, you know, like there's a whole thing going into like these other actors that acted with Charlie Chaplin and she references them in one episode. I'm like, what is happening right now? This is (laughs) (laughs) this is so confusing. So I guess if anyone's listening to this, which would be weird if you were and you're not a fan of Sabrina, I guess, let me give you the rundown. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> uh, what t- when did it air? Was it 1996 that it 90, started? 96 to 2003, I think. It was seven okay. seasons. On ABC, it was TGIF block, again, along with like Boy Meets World and shows like that. And it starred Melissa Joan Hart, fresh off Clarissa. Clarissa says it all? Clarissa tells it all? What was that show that she was in? I, I think it was Tells It All. I don't Clarissa know. Explains I It All. Of- explains it all yes clarissa explains it all where she was this fast talking almost uh oh what was what's the guy, main guy's name from saved by the bell screech no the main guy not screech screech is, is the my, main guy to you screech is my favorite part of saved by the bell. oh my god this says so much about you that you think screech <laughs> is the main character of saved by the bell i he i didn't he's my favorite Okay, that's what I was trying to get at with you. No, but I didn't ask you your favorite was. I said the main character. It's Zach Morris. If you're if you're watching Hamlet and you're like, who's the main guy? And you're like Rosencrantz. You're like, he's my favorite. Like, that's not the main guy. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was Gildenstern. Exactly. No. 
Anyways, exactly, <laughs> Zach Morris. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So Clarissa was basically Zach Morris. She would, you know, break the fourth wall and talk to you. It was all very quick witted. And she was very witty for being, I don't know, like a 14 year old. And then there, she that skyrockets her to some semi fame. And then she gets Sabrina, the teenage witch. And it starts with a TV movie about this witch who is half witch, half mortal. Her mom is a archaeologist, I believe. And her dad is a high level like wizard, warlock, witch. And she's not allowed to see her mom anymore if she wants to be a witch. So she has to go and get sent with her aunts who are like a thousand years old, right? Yeah, Isn't that their yeah, whole shtick? Yeah, yeah. They've been around forever. Like at least, yeah. I don't know if it's a thousand, it's like at least five. It's at least years old, over yeah. 500 because there's a joke in one episode where they have been avoiding their Aunt Beulah's like Christmas party for 500 years. Yeah, exactly. So like they're at least that old. So she goes to live with her aunts, which is which is a fun thing, and they're cool and quirky, and one's super strict and one's easygoing, but they both love witchcraft. Yeah, you know that then, whole thing. And there's, there's lots of really weird opposite. esoteric. Yeah. Yes, polar opposite. There's lots of weird esoteric arbitrary rules that work for a sitcom, and it, it lends to the why every episode resets. And why characters leave and come back and don't show up anymore or replace with different actors or actresses. And it works that way because they always explain it in canon. They never try to pull the wool over your eyes. Whenever there's a thing that would normally be up to production and you would get a press release nowadays, or you'd read it on IMDb or IGN or something that says so-and-so actor is replacing so-and-so actor in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They would just explain it in the show and go, yeah, magic. And it was the perfect <laughs> fucking out. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong because it can do anything. So <laughs> it reminds me of Bewitched when they when they replaced oh the God. the Colonel and no one noticed. But in yep. Sabrina, they'd just be like, "Yeah, now he looks different because magic." Yeah. Oh, you want that facelift? <laughs> That's right. Right. Exactly. Probably caused by one of her hijinks gone bad, which is like the premise of every episode. Every single episode. So the premise of every single episode is Sabrina um, has a normal teenage problem, and she asks her her witch aunt's advice, and one of them says use magic, and the other one says I don't know, just deal with it. And you have to you have to be a human. Like you need to you need to experience. Or you're mortal, not human. You need to you know use experience your mortal side, and you can't use it. And blah blah blah. And then the other one's like, oh, I'll help you use it. <laughs> like, exactly. And then her and then it goes completely awry when she asks her familiar Salem, who is like a thousand year old warlock who tried to like take over the world and failed. And the witches' council, who is like the governing body of the entire show, like of, of like different universes, like sentence him to become a cat and live with the Spellmans. Okay, and... <laughs> so Nick Back, okay, or Back, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Back back. <laughs> so that is, like, him and Hilda are my favorite parts. I mean, I love Melissa Jones Hart's performance, but as, like, an adult going back, he and Hilda are it for me. Like, No, his I... performance as Salem is probably my favorite performance of any show, of any sitcom. Like, yeah, it's up no, there with Will Friedell as Eric. It's so good and it makes me so irritated when that the new that the new Netflix the chilling adventures or whatever that Salem doesn't speak mm -hmm. because I was like get Nick McCain and like, what do you mean like it's very very frustrating I, but <laughs> yeah anyway sorry I had and no, no I complete I share it and we're gonna get there we're gonna get there because <laughs> I, I'm 100% with you but his performance is amazing, but he's always the devil on her shoulder going, just do it, which you yeah. would think not to take advice from the person who's cursed for like a hundred years to live as a cat in your home uh, because he made such poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> who but, can, like also continues to make poor poor decisions like oh, he's like the background character who's like running a gambling ring for no reason like in different episodes yeah. it's so yeah. genius but uh he he's always the devil in charge going yeah just try this spell and then it goes completely awry and she's got to find a way to do it with the help of magic and with mortal means to mingle those worlds and she's always breaking the witch's rules and getting punished for it. That's like always like how the season finale goes. So there's a new status quo at the end of the season, which yeah, was she's, pretty ahead of its time, I think. Yeah, she's got to get a license first and then she fails or whatever. She does something wrong and then she has a training license. Till she's like I loved her trainer um, warlock quiz, that was like with her. Quiz master or something? Quiz something like that. He was yeah. so funny in that show. And like, again, just it just pop up randomly like. Yeah, and it was such a genius dynamic. They could have this guy who's like, oh, I can't be in an entire season because I'm on this other show, but I can pop up, you know, three out of four episodes. And then like, oh, now he's not in this season at all because, you know, you passed your test. And they just had this complete revolving door of characters. And they, again, they would do that Boy Meets World thing where like you wouldn't see a character for like three seasons then they'd show up again. And they just expect you to know who this is. <laughs> right, and you're like, uh, but some explanation would be nice. Exactly, like, and I think her mom's played by like three different people throughout the series. Every time she pops up, yeah, but it worked for them more so than it did for Boy's World because magic. So you just she was gone <laughs> in the other realm or whatever. Like, I don't. Really that's that's part the of the fun realm, of Boy right? Meets World is they don't even try to explain it. Like when they banished the sister, like for like a year. Yeah, so it was like two back. seasons, and she comes back. And like, oh, that was such a long time out. Yeah, you were up in your room forever. <laughs> Whereas, like, they just don't even care. Whereas Sabrina, like they, like you said, they have that out, so they just say, like, oh, yeah, I was banished to whatever realm for, like, 30 years or whatever. Exactly, like, oh, it's I'm all back, silly, though. stupid hey. shit. The, one of the interesting things is when I was looking back and trying to watch more episodes in preparation for this, it only ran for seven seasons. I could have swore that show was 10 years long. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, it was, it was only seven years, seven seasons kind of deal. Yeah, um, and, and the last season was short too. So yeah, I mean the later seasons for me because they didn't feel as as good. Once the ants left, like you know, I just kind of also. I mean, I was just didn't have like a lot of TV opportunities anymore at that point. So it kind of fell off for me. I don't know if it was like a relatable thing too. I mean, I guess there shouldn't have been because I was still a child like the whole time it was on. And she was, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like old when they cast her. She was definitely older than. When it starts out, she's 16, I believe. And no way. How old was she? She was... I don't remember now. I looked it up earlier and I didn't write it down. Well, I, I just... like I know that a, a big thing for me why I started to fall off a little bit later on was when it changed networks. It went from ABC to WB, you know, home yeah. Buffy and stuff like that. And I... Other than Buffy, I didn't watch a lot on the WB until Gilmore Girls. And then it was Gilmore Girls and Buffy and that was it. So I think it changing networks probably had a lot to do with it. Part of it changing networks, all the changes in characters. And like you said, later on in seasons were like at the last two seasons specifically, uh, one of the ants wasn't around. They tried to introduce her roommates with one of the girls from Blossom, I believe. Or was uh -huh. it Punky Brewster? I think it was Punky Brewster had joined the, the cast. Um, and like I, I didn't have the touchstone because like now I've watched Punky Brewster because I'm obsessed with pop culture. But as a kid, I was obsessed with 90s culture. <laughs> like I just wanted to watch it <laughs> was on TV. I hadn't seen uh, Punky Brewster. So I didn't care that she like it was. Yeah, Salil Moon Fry. Like I didn't care who the fuck that was. It had one of the girls from uh, the I believe the Clueless show was one of her other roommates. Oh, really? Yeah, 
Morgan and I forget the other one's name. Roxy, I think was her name. And I, I didn't I didn't care about those two characters. And then she dumped Harvey and No, Matt Harvey dumped her. For, first things first, Harvey dumped her because he Whatever. found out she was a witch. Because she had a she'd been lying to, to him. Erase his mind or whatever for so many Several like, well I don't so know how many times she did it, but I remember in season one she he finds out in like episode like five or six and she erases his mind with shampoo. <laughs> Classic. Wait, Wait when we talk when we talk about like stupid sitcom tropes, like I remember so like you have like the fogged up room because she doesn't want to see him naked and she's like reaching in through the window of his shower, which is weird. There was a window Why in the actual window shower, shower area yeah. and she reached in, she replaced his shampoo, which again, we talked about problematic. That's a little bit problematic. She's just like spying on him in the shower. And, uh, she switches his shampoo with witch's shampoo that erases his mind. But he ends up reaching his limit on the number of times that she can make him forget about magic. And so then he realizes, is that what happens? Yep. So that that's he... all. See again, arbitrary rules for drama is just so interesting because it's just like, yeah, witches rules. You can only erase someone's mind seven times. And he finds out, and he's like, "How many times has this happened?" And she's <laughs> like, "Well." So anyway, he leaves her, and then he leaves the show, and then he comes back. So, I I always loved Harvey because he took the lovable doofus to a whole other level. Because he had to be part of it. Had to be like willing. I mean, to just not see what was in front of him. <laughs> But it was just his character was so dumb. Like, I think he was max level dumb you could have in a sitcom while still making like without him being some some form of actually brain damaged. Right. Which yeah, I think no, he ends up I being agree. brain damaged. Like you said, like because like his mind's been erased so many times. But like there are so many times where I think like she explains what yogurt is to him as like a running gag for a little while. Because he she's well, I know that at a couple points she's like worried about the effect that it's having on him like <laughs> her having like, oh, and I, need just, like, be, I need to be more careful and then no <laughs> i love no. the idea because like they've they've wrote this character so dumb and then eventually like it points out that like maybe she's causing it that's so genius <laughs> like, uh it's a good it's a good time but the other thing that the show was really known for, and I loved it, was just random appearances or really, really small cameos from all sorts of actors. Even if it had nothing to do with sitcoms or witches, they would just have so many. And sometimes they would be written in as themselves because, you know, it's witches, so they could just summon random actors. Whoever, yeah. Yep. And then sometimes she would take the form of them. She had these little, like, closing and opening gags or, like, interstitials between commercials where she would just, like, transform herself in a mirror and you'd get random actors and actresses and other celebrities in there and it, <laughs> that was another thing that was full of like so many in jokes that i had to google around i'm like i didn't understand who this person was supposed to be the jokes per minute was definitely one of the fastest i've ever seen since like moonlighting or gilmore girls that's true uh, yeah i mean it was just the so quick-witted between her and all of her friends at the same time like and harvey just totally oblivious to anything that they were talking about <laughs> or like what was going on like he was also a football player, so I wonder if that was a commentary on all the damage that they get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the CTE or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. When also, when they had, uh, when Jerry Springer was on uh, an episode, I think, I don't remember if he was in, like, the other realm, but they, like, had said something about, to the effect of him being uh, a witch, because, um, because she had seen him there when she was visiting or something to some or something like on the tv with so like in canon he was a witch right and so I, but i don't remember if he actually was or if it was just like all the witches also loved jerry springer so they were just watching mortal tv 
<laughs> I don't know. But look, that's the kind of thing that's just really fun about the show. And like some of the side characters were really good. Like we talked about the ants. Hilda and Zelda were amazing. And I, I still love them. Her teacher that was always out to get them, I think, is still one of the best character actors. You don't see him pop up in much. I think he played another community reference. I think he played Gillian Jacobs character's dad recently on community. That's the last Mr. Solomon. Are you talking about Mr. Craft? Yes, Mr. Craft. Yeah. Um, he, he like he was so good. Oh, was he principal? Yeah, principal craft. Yeah, and like that—that that was like the only thing I ever saw him in. But he was so funny in it, and now I see him pop up in random roles. He had a small stint on Arrested Development as a very, very forgetful private eye. <laughs> so not a very good private eye. That's no, he was awful. Good. And then you find out like That's he actually has good. Alzheimer's, and like he's like oh, sundowning yeah, basically. Yeah, it's again so good. Arrested Development's also genius, but like he's such a good actor. I, <laughs> I, I loved him in that. Uh, her nemesis Libby was really, really good in the show, and was just like the meanest mean girl for no reason possible, and in the no most nineties sense. Yeah, like she was good at school and she wanted to be a cheerleader, and she just hated Sabrina because she was pretty. I guess I, I don't even I don't remember the source of their feud, but I do remember thinking that it was just the the level of hatred and like animosity <laughs> didn't seem warranted to me. I think that part of it might have had to stem from something to do with Harvey or some other boy at some at like maybe the or- origin of it. But I like I said, I don't fully remember. But yeah, she was just like catty as fuck. Like. I'm just I'm looking at the list of people that went on to become character actors or behind the scenes stuff like this was like a breeding ground for talent. Again, we talked about in Boy Meets World, like all those people went on to do really weird and big shit randomly. And it's (laughs) the same thing with this show. So like uh, we mentioned Principal Craft, Martin Mole, like he is a character actor in so many things, including Arrested Development. But then you look at someone like her best friend in the show, Valerie, who showed up in like every single sitcom for at least an episode. Like she was in How I Met Your Mother for an episode randomly. A, bu- a bunch so of other like random passing, stuff passing around the studios sort of thing. Ex- yeah like i like paul feig was was in 24 episodes as one of their teachers who you know he went on to direct a bunch of things including bridesmaids you know but he was also he was a character actor before that and he was in things like heavyweights so there's a lot of talent just floating around the show that you don't realize it was 20 years ago yeah exactly and it's not something that I feel like it's not something that a lot of people have gone back and rewatched. It doesn't feel like it has the same until maybe Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came back. I, I remember I like, had a big push then, but it, not as big as you would have thought. Right. I get that's, I guess, my point. Like, I don't have, I feel like most people don't have the same sort of nostalgia for it that perhaps you and I do. You know, I, I, some, I, I, I'm shows, curious of that. Whereas some shows that we talk about, like, I feel like it's still pretty mainstream to reference that, but to reference Sabrina, I feel like people would immediately think of only the new one and I, I wonder if it was not as big as we thought it was like when you think about something changing networks that's usually not a good sign for a show it only ran for seven seasons which is another not good sign for the show and melissa joan hart did not go on to do an ama- like have an amazing career afterwards she still totally worked and she's still working now it's not like she had a dead career by any means but she didn't become a gigantic movie star after it either no i feel like she uh she did like a lot of hallmark stuff right or lifetime or something to that effect abc family <laughs> <laughs> as much as I joke, but she she has had several shows on ABC Family. That it's all coming together. It's it all always comes together. together, and I'm, I expect my check in the mail, ABC Family, which I believe now is freeform. Uh, so I'll take that whenever yeah. you get the chance, freeform. I'm still waiting on all those bucks I got for promoting Cloak and Dagger, which was fine. Um, so 
I'll wait around for my check here. Um, okay, but... that's a whole other aside that I need to know about, but... Okay, anyways, uh, I, I reference Cloak and Dagger on a lot of other shows. Cloak and Dagger what? and Runaways and a lot of those other weird Marvel spinoffs because I watched everything because I believed when they were like, it's all connected and everything matters. And then but... I learned behind the scenes of how Marvel's TV and movie studios didn't get along. And so the TV studios were just like, let's just crank out as much shit as possible. Yeah, and while some of it's okay, none of it's great. Exactly. Yeah. We don't care about quality. Just put out that quantity, baby. People eat it up. Word, word. But anyway, <laughs> she did do a couple shows with some other like 90s heartthrobs like uh, Joey Lawrence, who was in. So we, we referenced Blossom. He was in Blossom and he was in a bunch of other shows with his brothers who were also all big, including his one brother that was on Boy Meets World. Um, but her, it, it was called Melissa and Joey, I believe. They were on a show that ran for four or five seasons. Oh, I do. I do remember. Family. Yeah, I do remember that now that you say that. Yeah, but, there was a yeah, couple like, other ones. Not anything that I would have, uh, not anything large or, or blockbuster style. Right, right, exactly. But quick quick aside on that, just to bring it again all back together, that show was actually canon in the Sabrina the Teenage Witch canon. Because in one episode, I believe it's either Salem or one of her aunts show up and is like, oh my God, Sabrina, we finally found you. And she had gone into a coma or got knocked on the head or some sitcom bullshit to make her forget her first 20, however many years of being a witch. And she woke up with amnesia and had this fake life where she was, I think she's a cook in that show. And she was like, you know what? I like my life now. I'm going to continue to forget being a witch. That's a real thing that happened in that show. Wow. I don't remember that, but I mean, I well, you probably didn't watch that show. Yeah, no, I don't. I did not watch that show. No, at all. But I but just, I, I love that they made that show canon. <laughs> like, I just yeah, think that that's amazing. You were like, well. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah, like little, all little like. Yes, I, I, I go crazy for them. So like that, that's always been really cool for me. I really hope they bring it all together. I, I, they missed their, the boat for tying all of the Archie comics shows together. There's only one technical spinoff. That's part of the same universe, which sucks. Um, which spinoff? Uh, the recent one that just got canceled, actually. It was a spinoff of Riverdale. Um, one of Veronica's friends lives in New York, and she was a character from the Archie comics. And she goes and visits her, and it's this weird, like, singing romp. Um, uh, Katie Keene. I do not know that. It says, that like, I'm looking at uh, Katie Keene. Uh, she's uh, just another character. Um, I don't really need to get it. I think she's a fashionista. It doesn't matter. It wasn't good. Mm -hmm. Um, they say it's a shared universe with Chilean Adventures of Sabrina, except for they never do because no. It'll... So listen, I am watching the third season of Chilean Adventures of Sabrina currently. Oh, do they? Do they? Do they, they start to cross over? Her and Am. Well, so they don't see anyone. Um, yeah. See, no, no, no. Her. That does not count. You can't just say it's they not... drove through the town they... because no no, 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 no. But they talk about the Blossom family. That doesn't so you can reference it. But I mean, that doesn't make it the same thing because here's the thing where it's more of a multiverse because they also reference Greendale and Riverdale and Riverdale in Sabrina several times. But they but, also on the when they pull into Riverdale on the back of it, it says Southside Serpents and it's signed Jughead Jump. Oh, no, sure. But that's what I'm saying. But like, but Archie has always been a multiverse with all those things. So there's like four or five ongoing Archie comics right now, right? Right. But they're all operating, so it's all the same rules you kind of know. 
Archie is like the main guy and he has an on and off thing with Betty and Veronica and Jughead's his best friend. who's kind of asexual or sometimes confirmed asexual. Sometimes he's got an on and off thing with Sabrina. He's got a dog like the, all those things are always in place, but they never take place in the same comic. They're never the same world. And that's why I always hesitate to say, well, it's a spinoff or it's a shared universe because it's usually not. There's like a thousand different versions of Archie. There's a whole comic book where he just dies every episode. There's an entire comic book where he fights off the predator. And it's not in canon in quotations because Archie just like it's just his own thing. You know, the rules, you know, there's Archie, there's Jughead, there's Betty, there's Veronica, and they have their adventures. You know, I don't hate <laughs> it, but I'm just I'm just saying. I know I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. There's yeah. still time. You know, there's still seasons being. I know out. I'm reading right here. One of the quotes from uh, I, I, I know I'm going to mispronounce his name, but Aguera Sakasa, I think, is the. Um, the showrunner, show yeah, yeah, and he's created like he writes all of the the com well not all of the comics but all of the newer reboot comics. So the the comic book that the sh the new show is based on, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, as well as Archie Afterlife, as well. I think he also writes uh, Jughead the Hunger, where Jughead's a werewolf. Really, really good. But again, okay. only like four issues. Um, but he said that he was he would hate if the crossover never happens officially. But that it won't happen. They're on two very different networks. Could happen. Yeah, that's not going to. Especially because Sabrina's. I think it's only getting one more season. It's like done. So, and I doubt Riverdale's going to run much longer. Is it only getting four seasons? Not I five. believe so. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was set for five, but I'll you know I'll believe you for now. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, we could probably confirm we have the internet, but yeah. I think that goes to show too. Like it had a really big bump that first season. Like people raved about it even though critics didn't critics were like it's fine and that's kind of how i felt about it it was still a lot of fun and it had that campiness but it, i couldn't i couldn't connect with it like with the magic that the original show had again it was mm -hmm. that magic of tgif where the entire family watched it so like my dad right. liked it my mom liked it my sisters dug it i watched it whereas in sabrina it's so campy and so weird it's so heavily targeted towards like teens like especially yeah. teen like women like it's, yes it's and that like, not just like teen, but like, you got to be open minded too. like, you have to be like, like leaning, not just like liberal, but like all, all sorts of okay with things because, you know, it's not bigoted in any way and not closeted no, bigoted yeah, in any way. No. Like, it, you know, it fights for everyone's rights in every episode and she kind of becomes uh, the annoying kind of white savior character, even in a world full of, full of white people. <laughs> right. Well, I think that. Part of that too is like when she acknowledges in a couple episodes that she doesn't have the power to save them and she has to like rely on people and they're like, yeah, we can do this without you. Like, word. And like again, I I like I like like all that stuff in the show, but when I say that, like, it doesn't. It's not a mainstream media hit. It is not crossing over fifteen different you know demographics. Right. No, I mean you're you're not wrong. I guess. Whereas I think a lot of that TGIF was so I don't know generalized. Yeah, but I feel like, like most, like, even, like, dads and stuff, though, they're not about to be like, oh, I want to watch Sabrina. You know, it's just... I don't know. My dad loves same. Sabrina. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I just... From what I don't know. My dad was weird. He also loved Buffy, so... I, there's nothing... Listen, there's nothing wrong with loving Buffy. Like... No, no. He liked Gilmore Girls, too. He watched all that shit. But yeah. I think that's... Maybe my dad was strange. I don't know. But when you watch that show, like, again, one of the main characters is transgender. You know, it's not... 
super what's what's the word i'm looking for like it's very open with sex in in every episode someone's hooking up with somebody and for the most part somebody's or exactly in every episode like it really leans into that whole live deliciously thing like there's orgies reference in like three out of like the 10 episodes in the first season yeah you were like she like walks in on orgies even like outside of sexually and uh like social justicely like uh trying to promote sort of trying to be more inclusive i guess it's not really promote because they're just doing what is real life but it seems so shocking because so many shows don't yeah you see what i'm saying uh but also just like the number of like occult references is something that i didn't think that i would ever see in a show and like it makes up its own occult references like there's real ones and then there's fake ones and they cross pantheons it's not just like oh this is going to talk a lot about like how real wiccans practice no it's like this is how real wiccans uh practice this is how fake witchcraft practices that like what we thought people did and this is how people think satanists react and like they do all of that stuff and they just kind of throw it into a hodgepodge where there's like it's almost like more so than like even a show like supernatural yeah, I would, I would definitely, because at least Supernatural feels like there's some continuity. Like, some of the rules, once they're laid down, they're right. laid down. Like, uh, but for me, I never thought that I would see, because the 90s version is so wholesome and family-friendly, and, you know, I think maybe part of the draw for me is that it gets so dark, like, focusing on the witch aspect in a dark sense, as opposed to just, like, a bewitched sense. Yes, 100%. And it's a lot of fun. And I love the darkness of it. That's part of the reason why I like watching it is like I said, like, there's a whole episode where they just like, they just show a werewolf for like the entire like episode. And I was like, wow, they're really showing a lot of this because a lot of shows like pull back because they can't afford to do it right. And if they can't afford to do it right, they don't do it at all. And this one was like, it's a mid level werewolf costume. It wasn't amazing. But like the fact they just put it out there. I'm like, this is pretty cool. They're just willing to do that. A lot of shows wouldn't mess with that. Even Supernatural, like, sometimes would, like, pull back on a monster because they're like, I don't know if people want to look at it the entire episode. Yeah, no, I agree. So, like, I I just, I enjoy a lot of levels of it. But I guess, like, we could talk about what we like and and dislike about it all night, but we could probably jump into some other things about Sabrina, like, Origins. Right. Well, I was actually going to bring up the animated series, which was... Yeah, uh, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So I like the animated series a lot. I know that when we had talked the other day, you said that you hadn't really watched a lot of it. I'd seen a little bit of it later on in life. Like when it re-aired on, I think, Toon Disney, I saw a little bit of it. Okay. Well, it. she was much younger. She was like middle school age, I think like 12 or something. And she had her powers and she, I, I don't know if it was because she was more of the same age as me, but I it resonated more strongly with me, the animated version. Not that I didn't love the live action. I did. Uh, but Melissa Joan Hart, she voices some characters in it. I think she, I believe she voices the ants in. Oh, that's really cool. The animated, yeah. And it's, I mean, every episode. I don't believe that there's. I don't remember there being any like continuity. So every episode is like a new first first day. You know what I mean? Like. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So there's not like it's not serial TV by any means, but it was just so fun to see her. It's the same concept as uh, the '96 version. She gets in a problem. Her magic. She uses magic. The magic backfires you know was it uh in in continuity of the 96 series so i so originally when i looked it up it said that yes it is it's seen as like a prequel but it it, that's a pretty big stretch because in the 96 version 
she doesn't know that she's a witch until she's 16 and then she gets her powers whereas this she's in middle school and has the powers and is much younger it looks like though she's made to forget there's two follow-up movies that aired on upn um sabrina friends forever and sabrina's secret i don't think i saw those it looks like that they do some. It looks like it is official canon, similar to Joey and Melissa <laughs> on ABC Family. So they used it more than once. They're yeah, like, so it looks like she forgets out. it. So it's all canon. It was all connected. <laughs> Incredible! Like I, was, I, rem- like I, I remember one episode vividly, and it might be the only episode I saw. Actually, it might be why I remember it. It um, Harvey liked to draw as he does in all of the canon of Sabrina, which is really neat. It's one of his like defining characteristics. Mm-hmm. and he can't draw hands and he tries drawing this comic for sabrina and she points out that this character's hands look awful they have like three fingers and a thumb and he's like listen i can't draw hands and she accidentally brings all of his comics to life while trying to make them better and i don't know if you remember this episode from 20 years ago but i do and uh and she has to like put all the comics back together and get them back in the comic book with harvey's help and apologize to him and he learns to draw hands i think is the moral i don't know oh is that i can remember almost all of the bad things happened to harvey so you know no surprise <laughs> no surprise poor harvey I, I can remember uh one episode where he can't dance and she wants to go to the dance with him or is going to dance with him or something to that effect and so she like gives him a magic pair of shoes that helps him dance lo and behold the shoes don't come off like so then he can't <laughs> stop dancing and it's just so ridiculous but so at the same time, I loved it. Was you know? Salem at least funny in the series? Yeah, Salem was funny. Because um, I guess we, I didn't get a chance to rant about it, but I also disliked how he did not talk. and you know, He does not talk because he's a demon from another world in the reboot. Yeah. Which is um, really, really dumb. I don't, I honestly don't remember him as much in, because the, the version that is my favorite is obviously the 96. Oh, it looks series. like he's voiced by Nick Bacay. In the in the yeah in the animated no no in the animated series too yeah yeah he is yeah but it's it's just not as prevalent like because I feel like some of the humor that he uses in like the TGIF version is like more adult based for sure I get what you're saying yeah and that's not really what happens in the animated show so it's not as like gripping I guess would be the best way to put it it's not like it doesn't drag my attention as much as Right, um, and, you know, it's it, kids comedy, so it's like, oh, it's right. it's already like a kid would giggle just because there's a talking cat. The talking cat doesn't have to say something funny. Yeah, it doesn't have to be witty, but it's like I already knew he was witty because I the, had seen the continuation. <laughs> right, the opening the opening theme of the cartoon was called Sabrina. She'll bewitch you by the band Bewitched. Do you remember Bewitched? It was yes, an I Irish girl Bewitched. group. I had. Uh, How did we not talk about them on our our uh, boy band episode? Because we didn't talk about um, girl bands. We didn't, yeah, we didn't talk about girl bands. Which we need to do an episode on '90s girl groups because man, there's a lot of them. I mean, we will. I'm not saying that we won't because I also want to do an episode on two. Wait, hold people. on, hold on. Consisting of tw- Sinead o- Oh, Carol. I thought it was a, I thought it was Sinead O'Connor. I was like, Sinead O'Connor was in this girl group. That does not line up with time. In Bewitched. Yeah, no, she wasn't. It, it was a different. It was a different Sinead. Sinead O'Carroll is the person. But I thought it, I just misread. I thought it was Sinead O'Connor. I was like, oh my goodness, my world was just blown. But no, it was in fact. I was gonna say I don't think Sinead O'Connor was in Bewitched. No, Sinead O'Connor was a big singer by 1997 and yeah, almost like, done no singing way. by 1997. And she did not sing anything that was poppy enough to be Bewitched. 
Hey, like, hey, hey, now. Hey, pop is just popular, okay? I... I, I <laughs> oh, no, blo- Blew your mind. Blew your mind it, just it did. there. I did, almost didn't have a response, but it's not. <laughs> I want you to know that it's not. I want you to stop thinking that real quick. <laughs> Pop music is popular. popular music. Metallica's pop music, Nirvana's pop music. It's no. just pop at the time. Stop. That's you're, very true. You're, you're Beatles, Beatles are pop music. You're offending all my sensibilities. Please stop. Uh, anyways, um, so we talked a little bit about the animated series. I want to kind of end this. Um, we'll end. Uh, we have a lot more to say, but like this final bit, I want to talk about the origins of Sabrina and other comic book like versions of her because that's where i like i like i said i fell in love with the tgif and i love the Netflix series but where i really fell in love with sabrina was the comic books because i love archie's comic universe so very very much and again right. this, is, this fits into my my multiverse thing so she originally popped up in archie comics and she was sometimes a love interest for kind of everybody it's kind of shitty the way they treated her in the original archie comics because uh, but i feel like like you said because you knew it was going to be the four of them there was going to be whatever that they reset it so many times or yes like that it it doesn't feel like they treated her shitty because of that because he was always switching between betty and veronica also you know and i don't really feel shitty about that either. <laughs> yeah for a long but time she was always a love interest for jughead which it was like so betty and veronica would fight over archie jughead would end up with sabrina which was kind of cool because jughead was always way more interesting than archie and betty and veronica and so was sabrina so sabrina would be there and she was from a nearby town greendale um which was I, again, I love the little universe, even in like the old like comic serials where they weren't even serials. They were almost comic strips, basically. Like if you read Archie Double Digest or anything like that, you know, it was just like joke after joke after joke kind of thing. But even when they would tell like stories and then they had some of the serialized stuff later on, she was always from this nearby town. It was always that kid who they all knew. Um, but like she lives over there and I love that because we grew up in a small town and we had friends like that. We're like, Oh, I don't hang out with Jeff that much because he's from, you know, X town 30 exactly. minutes away. Like okay. I, I always dug that kind of thing. And like, seemingly, I always dated girls from a town over because we grew up in a small town and everyone hated me and I smelled bad and they knew about all of the weird mishaps that happened in elementary school. So <laughs> you figure out how the deodorant works though. So it was all good. After that. I still don't, I still don't use it. I just produce less musk. Um, <laughs> God, don't refer to it as musk. I hated that. <laughs> You're really just on a, on a streak right now. <laughs> maybe maybe it's saying things like that is why I had to date girls from a town over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always loved that character in the Archie comics. And then discovering her own comics, because she got, like, just like everybody in Archie, everybody in Archie had spinoff comics before american like serialized like slice of life comics so when you think of like the archie reboot now where like everybody has their own ongoing series and then like three other like multiverse series they did that before other people were doing that shit so like there was you could pick up archie double digest you could pick up betty and veronica but then you could also pick up all the spinoff characters so like jughead would have his own sabrina would have her own adventures in these comic books and they were all hilarious and they were all weird shenanigans and mostly not serialized but it was still really fun and sabrina had the best cast of characters in my opinion so archie had like the benefit of having a whole town so you had archie jughead and all the other people that i will have to do an archie episode on but he always had like his core group of friends and then the rest of the people he went to high school with so there was too many really in every book like you could find a new character that you didn't know much about or someone to poke fun at but sabrina's benefit was kind of similar to more focused comic strips when you think of like beetle bailey or any of those like anything that you would pull up in like a uh what's what are those old gums that you would open up Double bubble. Double bubble. Okay, no, not double bubble. The ones with the comic strip on the inside. Not double bubble? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
No, I don't know. What I it doesn't matter. You know what a small comic strip is, like something you would find in like yeah. a newspaper. Sabrina like a had a core cast. Exactly. Sabrina had a core cast of characters. It was her two aunts, sometimes her cousin and her cat. And that was it. Like there would still be people that would pop up, but not the same way as Archie would be like, oh, in any issue, it'd be like 14 fucking people from around town. You know, uh, there's uh, old Jughead Jones, the third, like doing something stupid. <laughs> and, you know, but whereas in Sabrina, it was just those five characters and there was a lot of fun to be had there. And that's why I really liked that character. And then when they started to reboot the Archie comics and telling not just more serious stories, but like more serialized stories from issue to issue. She was always such a cool character because she was always there through line to like not just magical adventures, but all supernatural adventures. So whenever something would go wrong. So like the there's two really, really good um, I called like dark comics that are related to Archie. There's Jughead, The Hunger, and then there's Archie and uh, Afterlife and Archie Afterlife. The whole thing that goes wrong is Jughead's dog dies and he goes to Sabrina and begs her to bring it back to life. She does. And it causes a zombie apocalypse. You find yeah, out Jug- Jughead you Jones. Exactly. As you know, as one does, as, as one is wont to do. I um, cemetery. I get it. Like, both, <laughs> both versions. I saw. Well, apparently but... it doesn't exist in Archie's universe. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, like I said, like it's always like the same world, but like some of the rules are tweaked. So in that universe, she does that. It causes the apocalypse. It's all bad. And it turns out she was always supposed to cause the apocalypse because of Lovecraft or something. So like it kind of ties in. And then there's a similar universe where an apocalypse happens, but it starts to happen because Jughead is a werewolf and all of the Jones were always werewolves and all of uh, all of Betty's family. I can't think of Betty's last name for the life of me at the moment. Cooper. Cooper. All of the Coopers were werewolf hunters and they have to team up with Sabrina to try to quell his hunger and stop him from eating everyone. Which he does. He eats like 15 people in like the first issue. Um, but it's uh, like the connection is always Sabrina. And then finally, the last note I want to, I'll stop talking about the comics that no one cares about, I guess. I is, care. I know I care. you care, and you really should care about this last one. So the best version of all of these different versions of Sabrina is the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is what the new Sabrina series is kind of based on. I say kind of based on because they changed everything, basically, other than it's a dark Sabrina story. So in the chilling adventures of of Sabrina, she still has to go live with her aunts because her father was a witch and her mother was mortal, except for in this, it's all a dark version, but like a dark and gritty version, not just dark like Sabrina. This is also gritty. So like Mm -hmm. things like the Dark Knight version of Sabrina. So her dad was a high priest and he gets murdered. And so she has to live with her her two aunts who are not good people. They're actually like not just like bad, like they're kind of like funny bad in the show. Whereas, like, they're, like, horrible, horrible people in the comic. And they run the local mortuary. And, like, I think they do in the show as well. They kind of abandon do, that in season the, two. but In the show. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, they still have, she still always has access to the hearse, which is my favorite, like, funny <laughs> recurring thing. Like, she'd be like, oh, we got to do something. And I got to, you know, take this body or whatever. Bring the hearse. Like, I don't think that's happened so far in season two. I'm on, like, an episode. I don't know how far I am whatever the tarot episode is, but they, they haven't driven that. So I want to get to that point because one of my favorite shows of all time is werewolf on campus. And one of the main gags in that show is his, the werewolf sidekick drives a hearse. Like it's not that funny <laughs> when you think about it, but they make it a joke in every episode. Like, right, yeah, I drive the hearse. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do that thing. It was like reference number seven of a show that no one has ever heard of that only aired on like a Canadian channel for like a year, but you know where I watched it. I'll give you one guess. Is it ABC Family? It is ABC Family! (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> two okay, seasons well. werewolf on campus love that fucking show anyways uh, okay well just let you have this for a I, but it was aired on abc family back when it was fox family so loophole there ah, gotcha. so i don't think they have to pay me for that reference thanks for the anyway <laughs> anyway so everything seems similar to sabrina except for the lore is way more uh contained there's more of a bible going on in the series because they don't have to please as many people if not a netflix audience it's just this comic book audience so the through line is that she's promised to satan and but satan has promised her to like a higher being which they tie into that that archie afterlife where she kind of like is promised to lovecraft kind of thing but in the the main comic it's satan and she's that he wants her just like in the show but again it matters more and like harvey is kind of a shittier guy which is a little bit more realistic like he wants to draw but he's kind of beaten down by society so he joins the football team and he keeps trying to like push her to have sex with him and she's like no it ain't happening so she erases his memory and there's there's a bunch of little things that they tie into like the original series like her keep erasing his memory and all that stuff right right. but it's way more i don't know thought out i guess when you watch the new sabrina show you're like oh they just dropped this thing that no one gives a fuck about um like randomly like oh now, there, now there's an anti-pope you don't get any of that shit in the book right it's there's, not like there's... the additional how could we make it better and bigger and you know exactly do? you don't have to worry about any of that and the art is gorgeous i really recommend the chilling adventures of sabrina the problem is is because it's the same guy aguera um he blew up right and he runs all of these different shows and it was the creator of riverdale and creator of sabrina and creator of katie keen presumably uh, when it comes to, like the producer credits, so all those comic books basically stopped. <laughs> they didn't like so, keep publishing them. So they are coming out with a second series for the new Sabrina in this winter, twenty twenty. Yeah, this will be part four. Yeah, so it'll be. I mean, so there will be more coming in the event that anyone you know is inspired by Terry's uh, love of of the comics. I read the first. I think oh, you mean you mean there's a new part of the comic book? Yeah. Oh, that I didn't know. I thought you were talking about like the yeah. No, 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 of the comics. It says, yeah, that's awesome. Winter 2020. Okay. Finally. Well, Jesus Christ, I've been <laughs> waiting for years. I, I, I bought those week to week. That was back when, that was, honestly, it started before I had kids. And, you know, my daughter just turned four. So, like, yeah, that tells so, you how big of a gap there's been in the comics. Um, yeah, so there should be some coming out this winter. It's, uh, I've read the first, I think I read the first two, and then, I don't know what happened. Probably I just think there's only, like, like, nine or ten issues. There's not that many. Yeah, it's only it's like a limited series or whatever. But limited. like I said, it's it's a lot more thought out it, and it has all the similar themes from the show and even like the opening is all like panels from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is or, really really cool. Is it the other way around? Dun dun dun. No. <laughs> okay. Well, any, anyway, anyway. Uh, but I, I really really so quick. I really really recommend that. But overall, Sabrina's one of those really interesting characters because she's been in so many different types of media. But only if you really dig in, do you know about it? Like, it seems like each generation you have a little bit of Sabrina. Like, if you loved Archie comics, which back in the day, when I think about, like, my mom's generation, everybody read Archie. Right. But, like, nobody from our generation read Archie until they rebooted it. I just grew up with Double Digest because I couldn't buy any of their comics because we lived in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I fell in love with the Archie comics. I agree. I really like, so my introduction to, like, the Archieverse is more so from like the old hannah barber shows like josie and the pussycats is actually like fucking love josie and the pussycats which a lot of people didn't know until riverdale was part of the archie universe because yeah. it was its own show but like well, also, archie characters it, popped up in that show all the time it was on uh scooby-doo you know because yeah hannah barber, and, so along it, with fucking speed buggy and 
Yeah. Uh, Jabber Jaws and Magilla yeah. Gorilla. Scooby Doo might win for the most like guest animated appearances. I feel like they have done so many. But well, that is- th- that's kind of a cheat because, like Batman Brave and the Bold, they have an entire series where every like what's new Scooby Doo every episode is a cameo from a different person. Okay, I can still have it. Okay, no, no, no. You're told what you're saying is right. I'm just saying, I'm like, it's not really fair to compare because (laughs) it's like every episode is like, and Don Knotts, and then like three episodes later, like Don Knotts again. I'm like, why the fuck is Don Knotts here? Because he had extra time. What, yeah, what, like after the Andy Griffith show was canceled, he was just like, I'm just gonna be a Scooby Doo. He was like, yeah, I mean, I got all Casey this. Casey Kasem's like, now. like, Zoink, Scoob, Don Knotts. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, classic. <laughs> uh, I like how, like, my impression of Casey Kasem ends after, like, Zoinks. Like, I, like, I can't say anything other than, like, Zoink Scoob. <laughs> like, that's all I can say, like, him. That, and, and here's a letter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, again, all these references. Who the fuck listens to our show? Like, I, I really want to hear from you. Please email us at campykillcreations at gmail.com because I, <laughs> the people that listen to this, like, those are references that my mom would get. Like, who the fuck is listening to this show? Listen, anyone who doesn't know who Casey Kasem is, go do yourself a favor, Google it, listen to some pre recorded things, obviously, because you know what's fascinating. Rip. So, like, Ryan Seacrest replaced him for the America's Top 40, but yeah. like, he is definitely our generation's Casey Kasem. Like, he's hosted a bunch of things. He's known yeah. just for hosting shit. I mean, he never my, did a Scooby-Doo voice, but it's still my weird. My favorite joke is that the unemployment rate is so high because Ryan Seacrest has taken all the jobs. Because dude, he it's, not, it, <laughs> it's Ryan because Seacrest he, and the dude who plays uh, uh, AC Slater from uh, Saved by the Bell. He flies from Los Angeles to New York, like, on the or was, or whatever, because he had jobs in both cities. Yeah, it's like twice a week, right? Like, yeah, like, just crazy, and I just am like, this man, (laughs) (laughs) his resume must just be so impressive, but he doesn't need one, because as soon as he walks up, you're like, you're Ryan Seacrest, I know who you are. He's one of those people that you just gotta, like, believe, it's like, you're meeting Tom Hanks, like, I bet you he's just a genuinely nice guy. Probably. Like, like he's one of those people where like you won't find skeletons in his closet because there aren't any. He's just like I, I'm a dude. I like posting stuff. Be? He doesn't have time. <laughs> he has no time to murder anybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking. Whereas and on the other hand, Tom Hanks has plenty of time because you know he doesn't do any of his voice acting gigs. He farms them out to his younger brother. I what is that real? That's 100 real. All the toys that are voiced, you know, for Woody are all his younger brother. So why is he credited with it? He's not. I thought he was credited with it. No, no, he's Woody. Like he's actual Woody, but a lot of the toys and like a lot of video games were like oh, Woody is a character. I thought you meant like toys. Like I, okay, you don't mean the movies. You mean no? Okay, I don't I mean the toys. Were, I don't know. I don't mean the movie. It's where a like movie no about toys. Okay, no, that's where I, my confusion. No, was. you dumbass. Woody is still played by Tom Hanks, but in all of the other media. Like if he pops up in a cartoon, so he pops up in Kingdom Hearts, he pops up as toys, like 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 on the shelf, like when like you pull it and he's like, There's yes. a snake in my boot. If it's yes. not pulled from the movie, his younger brother voices the the roles because We're he has first right of refusal and he farms it out to his brother. We are on the same page. I know. Anyways, we've gotten way off topic. My point was is the Archie universe is awesome and Sabrina is this weird character that she keeps popping up in random generations and people forget where she was before. But then they connect the dots and they say, wow, there's a wealth of knowledge here. I don't think they do. That's the that's the funny thing. Like like you said, like Sabrina had her moment. Like, I think it was on Hulu when uh, when Netflix rebooted it. And it was 
like it popped up for a little while. People were like, oh, there's this other show. But I think because it's so referential and it's such an old style of sitcom that they just don't make anymore that I, I don't think it connected with anybody other than the people that originally watched it and not even on that same level. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just I just wonder how skewed our version of the 96 show is, you know, is like right. so far as permeating, like how much did it? Well, I think there's definitely like a there is an audience, there's a nostalgia for it that that may, name means something. People remember Sabrina. I don't think it's completely gone, but the people that are fans of Sabrina now, I don't think are the same people that were fans of the '96 version. That's the interesting yeah. thing. Whereas in like, let's take a different property. Let's take two other ones that we talked about. So Batman and Scooby Doo. When Batman pops up again, while Batman has been different over the years, people are fans of Batman because Batman. So like, right. even my mom who fucking loved Adam West and like grew up with Adam West as her Batman. She watches all of the Batman. She, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman. Fuck yeah, she's into it. You know, Christian Bale's Batman. She's in, you know, all like George Clooney. Like it's Batman is Batman. <laughs> he's silly. He's serious. It's Batman. Scooby-Doo, always silly, always voiced differently, always a different series, always a different animation style. And kids still fucking love it. Yeah, but the consistency, guess. it's Batman. You know, he's everywhere. He's still Batman. Scooby-Doo is everywhere. He's always animated. He's always silly. Even when he's live action and Matthew Lillard is fucking uh shaggy it, people like scooby-doo like james gunn did that by the way people forget james dunn fucking directed scooby-doo and it was amazing uh people don't talk about that movie enough <laughs> the roller coaster where they go to the island oh, i fucking love that movie so much scooby-doo 2 not as good and i don't think james gunn directed that one but the first scooby-doo so so good anyways is the first one with scrappy or is the second one? yeah scrappy uh, spoilers scrappy's the bad guy which is genius. spoilers the movie is so old Fuck you. I'm trying to get people to watch this movie that I don't think gets a fair shake. And I'm <laughs> just saying, so, like, Scrappy's the bad guy. I think they have a couple Simple Plan songs in uh, in the soundtrack. They so. do. They do. Scooby-Doo, they do, like, the, the thing. And if you don't forget, it actually has a cameo by other person who's paid just to host shit now, Sugar Ray. Oh, listen. I love Sugar Ray. I fucking love Sugar Ray, but like <laughs> that band, which by the way, people forget like Sugar Ray is not, that's not the main guy. Sugar Ray is the name of the band. Anyway. His, his name is Sugar Ray to me, just like Hootie and the Blowfish. His name is Hootie. Hootie. It's Steely <laughs> his Dan. Is, his name is Hootie. Like, I don't know what name, man. You shouldn't have named the band that. Like, oh, poor Hootie, man. Like, <laughs> anyways. Um, th- like people don't forget Scooby-Doo, like my kids, you know, four and three, they know Scooby-Doo. They fucking love Scooby-Doo. I had to show them that. And I think that's part of it. I think this is my bigger point is people don't show their kids older sitcoms. That's just not a thing that pops up that often. I think that's something you discover. If you really like pop culture, you go back and watch it. Whereas when we were kids, we were showing it because TV land was such a thing. Yeah. And now it's all streaming. I see what you're saying. I see yeah, like saying. now you have such a selection. You can pick exactly what you want. I don't show my kids the sitcoms that I like because I know they wouldn't be interested. I show them the cartoons because I know it's still relevant. A cartoon is a cartoon is a cartoon. You're still going to find fun. It's colorful. It's wacky. Whereas in a sitcom is really a time and a place. Yeah, like, especially like you said, with all the references and some of it being dated. And now yeah. all of the references be dated at this point, obviously. And unless you have this like reboot series to generate, you know, attention to it, it doesn't bring in a new audience very often. Like I would argue like that's part of the reason why we talked about Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World kind of flopped was the Girl Meets World gendered like a new audience, but they were younger and they didn't care about the original series. And the people that watched it watched the new series and didn't really connect with it. You have to be right on the money to get them to connect. And when you have something like Sabrina that not only changes 
styles and what kind of show it is. It changes mediums all the time. She's a comic book character, but never at the same time are they all popular. That's like where you get something like Batman. Batman's popular in like 14 different mediums. He's popular as a comic book character. He's popular as a movie character. He's popular as a TV show character. He's popular as a fucking video game character. Yeah, video game toys. He, so, exactly he's everywhere whereas in sabrina's like one place at a time and it's always this niche markets that don't cross over or, or like go backwards so then do you think that only the truly great sitcoms, and this is obviously off topic but only the truly great sitcoms because i know people who were not alive for seinfeld right and who have watched all of seinfeld because it's fine because they it's yeah. so like it transcends or, or fr- friends too you know is like to you know a little bit older or whatever but people that are you know, my sister's age or younger who weren't really alive even or that wouldn't reconnected be alive to remember with, with friends. that have watched all of Friends. And yeah, I think you're right there. I think it's, yeah, because sorry, keep going. I was just going to say, so I think that it's just maybe Sabrina isn't powerful enough in the like, and this goes back to my point about maybe it's just not as mainstream or maybe it was just not as loved and watched as I seem to remember it being because Otherwise, it would be, you know, like Full House, like they did Fuller House, but people went had still loved the original Full House also. 100 percent. And I think Full House is a good, uh, good starting point. Like we talk about TGIF shows. So we love Boy Meets World. We love Sabrina. We've talked about it a million times. We talked about how we liked Full House, but we didn't love Full House. But when you look at the numbers, people overwhelmingly loved Full House. And that's why Fuller House. Exactly. Much more so. And I think, again, you can look at the numbers like Boy Meets World did not get 10 seasons. Sabrina the Teenage Witch did not get 10 seasons and it was sold to a different network. And like when it comes back, like it didn't blow up on all these different places. And I think I think that's the point you're making is like they're not we love them and we revere them, but it's not the overwhelming audience. We're like, you look at Seinfeld. Seinfeld's one of the best sitcoms of all time. One of the best pieces of media of all time. Everybody exactly. loves Seinfeld. And I know that's hyperbole. Not everybody does, but a lot of people do. And that's the why majority. it keeps going. Exactly. Same thing well, with like friends. You I know? was going to say even like Cheers. I can remember when I was in undergrad and we yeah. would watch Cheers. And it's Dude, like, it had a huge undergrad boom. because We went to college the same years. We were talking like 2011, 2012. Like people fucking love Cheers. Yeah. and so It's so I cool. Just, yeah. And I just wonder if maybe it just some, obviously it's not just maybe, like some shows have more staying power. And so while Sabrina like feels like it has to be new every time, maybe it's just because like the collective conscience isn't embracing her as thoroughly. For sure. And, that, and I, I think mean, part of it is like that timelessness. Like if you look at friends, you can still relate to rich white people. They're everywhere. You know, you look <laughs> at Seinfeld, you can look at these people like other than their fashion, they're just bad people. And that's fun to watch. It's like, it's always right. sunny in Philadelphia. But then you look at something like Sabrina. Sabrina is so nineties when it comes to the references, the style that she talks, even when you brought back Gilmore girls, it's the same thing. It did not blow up and did not bring in tons of new viewers. It brought back the people who watched Gilmore girls originally. Exactly. So I just think that some are, more all-encompassing and and have more of the lasting power not to say obviously i love sabrina and obviously people that are listening still after an hour of us talking about it must love sabrina (laughs) but but i just i don't know more into the theoretical side of of the human psyche or the collective conscious i guess for sure and i think that's really interesting because when you think of seinfeld seinfeld is not ripe for spinoffs or um Absolutely. Like alternate media. Same thing with friends. Like I wouldn't read a friend. I probably would read a friend's comic book, but I feel like one of the only people that would read the friend's comic book or the Seinfeld comic book. And there's a couple people making a Seinfeld video game right now. And that's such a niche market. Whereas in Sabrina is such a wide, wide lens when it comes to a piece of property as an IP. Sabrina can be a lot of things and can work in lots of different media 
it just doesn't have that same general like, oh, everybody loves that version of it. And I think that's what you're getting at. And I think that's the point where like Sabrina has always been. Yeah, it's good. And that's that's it. Yeah, that's I the most you would say it, about I it. I watch it when it's on and then, you know, it fades out because, you know, so seven seasons, so seven years. And then you don't, they don't want to watch the same thing anymore. People have aged out of it. So then they reboot it in a different format or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, another six, seven years and then they fade out of it again. So it's sort of like it has to reinvent itself in order to be attention grabbing and be something because people aren't like you said, they're not going to search out the other versions. What I'm interested in is because this new generation loves what they love and they're not they they are a little bit, you know, like flavor of the week, but not as bad as we were in like the 2000s. So I'm interested to see if this last Teen Power now, because now it was on Netflix, it has a much bigger audience than it ever did. If they now, like when they get a little bit older, choose to go back, because obviously the audience is waning. That's why it's not getting a fifth and sixth season. It's, you know, it's getting a fourth season. that will probably come to an end. Riverdale is not going to keep going for another 20 years. That's coming to an end eventually. The spinoffs aren't doing great, like with something like Katie Keene. They planned a Pussycats uh, spinoff, and that didn't go very well. So... My, my point is, it has these big audiences that aren't going to stick around. I wonder if they'll have the nostalgia to then dive deep into Archie comics, into the Sabrina comics. Maybe go back right, and watch they, the Melissa Joan Hart thing finally. Like it enough. Kind of yeah. Thing I'm curious if it's creating those fans. Because it obviously didn't create them immediately. But also, like, I wasn't immediately into the Sabrina comics from watching the show as a six-year-old. Yeah, I mean, but... Why would you be at six? You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's what I'm curious in the long run if it, if it engenders that in this, like, I don't know, generation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it will be interesting to see how things change over the next 10, 15 years. Because streaming sites also, like, you don't have to have cable. Every, you know, it's, it's much easier to access. It's affordable. It's much more affordable. It's no commercials. It, you know, it's, you can binge it all you want. You can have it on all of these different, your laptop, your computer, or I'm sorry, your laptop, you know, your gaming system, your phone, whatever. Yeah. Any and device. So you, and you can just become saturated in whatever it is that strikes your fancy. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, curious to like, if it becomes like a burst thing where it's like, Oh, Sabrina, finally, they did a reunion Christmas special. And then everyone's like, yeah, you know what? I really missed that show. I'm going to watch all of that. And then like, Oh, maybe I'll watch the seven seasons on Hulu of the original series. Exactly. Like I have time and I'm not watching anything else. And this is like the premise of this is enough to get me to watch it in the background. Like, yeah, that's so. interesting to see, like, because it doesn't, it didn't have that gigantic power where it's not like the biggest show in the world right now. It's big for sure. But it's not even as big as, like, I would say Riverdale. I would probably say Riverdale is bigger than Sabrina on Netflix. I don't know I would, the exact numbers. I would agree. But... But, and, I mean, I look at, so, like, a recent spot where I'm seeing, like, them bringing back 90s stuff is Netflix. Netflix just added uh, seven classic black sitcoms back. Which to ones? Roster. Sister, Sister, Moesha, The Game. Oh, those, like, you're talking 90s ones. I was, I was yeah. expecting, like, Welcome Back, Cotter or something like that. No, no. Oh, okay. No. So and so, but people did they bring back uh, Smart Guy? Smart Guy is my favorite. I don't think so. I think that's uh, a Disney property. So I think it. I think it's on. Isn't Sister Plus. Sister? Oh, good call. You might be right. I don't know. Like I, I, I Moesha makes sense. I fucking love Moesha. I, I, as soon as you said it, I was like, I did see that Moesha was on there. So that's a cool one. But like the rest of them, I feel like those are Disney properties, right? Keep going on your list though. What else do they have? So, so Smart Guy is on Disney Plus. I just googled it. <sighs> Oh, yes. Um, I did not know that. I got to show the kids smart guy. I fucking love that yeah. show. Um, the Parkers, Girlfriends, The Game, One on One, and Half and Half. I don't think I heard of the last three. So I've seen One on One, Sister, or Sister, Sister, Moesha, and The Parkers, but I haven't seen Girlfriends, 
I don't whatever three I didn't say I'm sorry um but anyway so my my point is when Netflix announced that they were bringing all these shows back right it was all over my Twitter feed like people were so excited that it was coming back and that it you know and so that it was a sitcom and so I wonder if part of it is also and I don't say this to like make generalizations but if it's like a smaller community like black Americans who want black sitcoms to be on Netflix, right? They're super passionate about it. And that's what brought the shows to Netflix. So maybe the same kind of drive isn't there for everything because there isn't even a niche group that is like demanding, bring it on. We will watch it, you know, like for sure. Niche. Cause we wouldn't. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, but some people obviously will is what is just like the, the micro groups within the consciousness, like the streaming consciousness is, uh, for sure. And and that's the thing, like, it's not even a micro group. It's just a marginalized group. Like, I think, you know, there, there's a, well, I, there's a very, you like, know, I don't mean it necessarily like that, but I mean, like, on my block and stuff like that, too, where they had like they were uh, expressing um, just like things that some segments of the population, which I would call a micro group, could relate to more heavily, like whether it exactly I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's more of a niche group when it comes to like, this is like what you call a black sitcom that does not cross over 14 demographics, like you said, like, right, I understand that to say that, like, black Americans are uh, a micro group, because I mean, like, you (laughs) right, right, there's a marginalized group, but I get what you're saying, like, it is a specific sitcom targeted at one specific group rather than several demographics, like some of the TGIF stuff that we're talking about, right? And some of the stuff that they're trying to commercialize and produce, like Sabrina, like we've talked about for a couple shows, that doesn't know what it wants to be, it can't seem to find its footing because it's trying to be everything. And you know, maybe Netflix adding these classic black sitcoms, like, will show, you know, depending on how viewership goes, whatever, that you can make something that's marketed towards a smaller section and still have it do really well. And I think like, I think that's a good point. And I think that's kind of where Sabrina is sitting at. And I think it's just a little too high budget to fit the exact audience. Cause it's already kind of a niche show, right? Like, you know, it's a cult it's, it's very open, but it's also campy. And but it's also teen drama, right? So 100%. Like, like people who love the vampire diaries, which is a lot of people are going to watch it because it shows up on their whatever list. Right. Fucking Vampire Diaries. Why did you have to put my brain on that lane? Sorry. Did you watch it all? I know, but I know, again, that's not how my brain works. I know everything about (laughs) it. I know about the Vampire Diaries and the Legacies and, oh God, what's the other show? The Originals. The Originals, which is now on Netflix. Oh God, just get it out of here. (laughs) I don't like any of it anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a very good point. And I'm interested to see if maybe Sabrina can exist in a smaller market. Again, that's partly why the comic books are so good is because there are certain comic books when I think partly it's because creators are underpaid. Um, they can exist on like, you know, it sold like seven issues, but Archie comics can go, well, you know, we can, we can make more. <laughs> it didn't sell gangbusters, but we can, you know, we're not losing, you know, we're not breaking the bank if we produce another 10 issues. Right, it's not, I mean, especially for the form of comic books, like, as opposed to big budget shows. Yeah, and some of the effects, like I mentioned, like, some of them were kind of cheap looking in season two, but there's still a lot of them that are like, that looked way better than I thought it would. Like, all of season one, honestly. The general aesthetic that they have for the show, I just enjoy, and I feel like parts of it can't be cheap. Like The outfits alone seem like they would cost like, right. you know, that's billions. <laughs> I know that's not like, exactly what it costs, but like still, like they all look expensive. Like Everything is designer, and it's custom, and it's old world. It's 90s mixed with so the 20s. And... Yeah. 
Yeah, every every time I see that show, I'm like, oh, I dress poorly. That's what this is. <laughs> this is I'm, just poor. I'm just like, well, that looks really good. So maybe I could wear it, wear that. And then I'm like, nope, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think like that's... even you get like a character like Theo, where he dresses and like hand me down stuff from like his dad, and he's meant to be like kind of like frumpy and poor. Where I'm like, you still dress better than I ever did. <laughs> Yeah, but that, <laughs> like, jacket, but that jacket is still like popular. that leather jacket so, that that he got from his aunt Dorothea yeah, is yeah. awesome. I fucking like I <laughs> I knew exactly what you're talking about. Like I want that fucking jacket. Yeah, but like but like Prudence, you know, one of the the weird sisters or whatever. Yeah. she is like a fashion icon. She's beautiful, and her clothes are always like killing it. I just I think that says more about the actress than what she wears because she's just gorgeous, she's, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true too. You're right. <laughs> but her outfits are always fit so well with like her personality that, like in the show, it's just chef's kiss. Like it just makes me happy. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about with Sabrina, though? Like, I, I'm not like struggling to fill time or anything. I'm just thinking, I'm like, I feel like we've said all we can say, and I feel like that might be the point that we were trying to make earlier. It's like, well, it so can go so many I... places, and it's a deep property, but also, is it? <laughs> Right. So I will say I like uh, just, I mean, just a couple more things that I really like. I like that they brought her cousin Ambrose in. Um, I love like how how much of a main character and how interesting of a character they made Ambrose. Yeah, I really kind of took the role of Salem, I think, in this series. Yeah, that's what they said. I mean, because Salem's in the series, but he's not like not really. He doesn't have a yeah. But you know, I I didn't know that he was even a, a part. Of like the Sabrina lore, but he's been in comics for a long time as her cousin. Well, um, Ambrose was in that '96 series too. He just would pop up. He was her evil cousin who would stay there and like get her into shenanigans, then disappear and show up. I don't remember. Later. I don't remember him at all from the show. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he was a character. He just was not like he is now. Whereas oh. now he kind of becomes the devil on her shoulder, going, "Why not do this thing?" Yeah, and then also she—he's the one that's like, "Well, let me help you get out of this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that her friends know that she is a witch. I think that that makes them able to do a lot more with the show rather than it doing the same thing that the other properties before had where she's got to hide it. She's got to like try to get Well, that was, house. I mean, she hit it for the first season, right? No, she hit it from just Harvey. From Harvey for like five seasons, but then it was like, it was always like, a Oh, no, no. Series. I meant, I meant of the reboot series. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about on the show. I was like, Yeah, I think some no. of her friends knew, but, uh, yeah, she hid it from Harvey, and that was the whole... Because she was like... She had wiped his mind a couple times or whatever, and then she felt terrible about it. Did her friends know from the beginning in the new series? I don't remember that. <laughs> no, but in the first season, it all... So not Yeah, they season, all. everyone finds out in the first season. Everyone finds out, and they're all accepting and that kind of thing. And I think that it leads for a more creative instance than something goes bad, she's got magic, she's got to hide it. You know, what happens now? Like, it allows for more expansive and, like, far-reaching problems because you don't have to worry about that yeah the whole the whole secret keeping thing really <laughs> i mean like partly like that's just bad storytelling in a lot of parts but i think it really came to a head with all of the cw series and i mean that as in all of the cw series arrow all of its spinoffs supernatural riverdale every single character is like i hid something to protect you and the person's like will you hurt me by trying to protect me and he's like i'm sorry Ugh. <laughs> that's every fucking storyline in all of those fucking shows and it's it's an only it's only a little bit annoying because you're watching a campy show how good it's going to be anyways but also it's just like just tell a fucking story and uh superheroes have gone through a recent uh similar kind of cascade of that where it's like ah we can't just keep keeping secrets because it's kind of annoying whereas you're kind of seeing a lot of like secret like uh, identities come out and even in the comic books because it's not a trope that's fun anymore 
Um, yeah. It works in certain circumstances. Like Spider-Man still kind of has to be a secret identity, but not from all of his loved ones. Like all of his loved ones know he's Spider-Man. And that works right. much better because now like to protect them, they should probably know you're Spider-Man. Like maybe don't tell right. everyone you're Spider-Man, but Mary Jane should probably know why you're jumping out the fucking window, right? The whole thing is like, it just seems looking back now, because like you said, it's it's in several other things now when, and I mean, even when Tony Stark in the Marvel movies admits that he's Iron Man. And I'm Iron like, Man. It just, it, <laughs> mic drop, like, but it just <laughs> makes it so that, okay, now we don't have to deal with that anymore. We can get to better stories. We can Yeah, get there's to, newer like, stories that we can do, more interesting things other than, oh God, I have to try to hi. date two people at once at this place because I couldn't say no to either one of them. Exactly, because I have a secret identity and they have to, <laughs> it's just, I'm just, I'm glad to see it because I feel like we're getting better quality TV and yeah. better quality movies because of Yeah, it. even like, the campy stuff is better than most TV you would watch in the 90s, honestly. Like, other than, like, cer- certain sitcoms, like Seinfeld, I think, is still genius. I still think it's the best, one of the best shows of all time. But, like, when you watch something like Sabrina, who I do have issues with, I'm like, it's supposed to be campy fun, but it still has better storytelling just because of how time works. That's why I always talk about, like, Tolkien. Like, there's lots of better fantasy. Even the bad fantasy is often better than Lord of the Rings because, you know, they can just carry off the, you know, the soul, the shoulders of giants. They can just go, well, I, I see what they did. I can do that better. Hello. <clears throat> Are you mad because I referenced Tolkien? I'm not going to have this debate with you. I'm you don't have the debate. One. It's just true. That's how time works. It's not true. It is. <laughs> oh, We've reached an impasse because I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Let us know your thoughts and email us at campykillcreations at gmail.com. Let us know why you're listening, where you're listening, and what you think about, you know, I almost said Buffy, Sabrina. (laughs) It kind of fills that Buffy void for me nowadays. But uh, what you think of Sabrina and all of her different offshoots and different versions and different mediums. What you think about Riverdale, maybe, you know? Yeah, let us know if we should do an Archie episode because, man, obviously I have things to say. Uh, (laughs) 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 Let us know if you like our TGIF content, too, because like they try to bring back all of those shows, and we have a lot to say on all of those TGIF shows because, again, we don't sleep and apparently have no friends, so we just watch old pop culture stuff. And also know that uh, all music, if it's popular, is pop music. If you take one thing away from this, it's that Terry is wrong most of the time. Thank you. (laughs) If you take one thing away from right in the fields, know that Chelsea is bad at video games. (laughs) Stop! Why would you do the... Also, watch Moesha, Sister Sister, and Smart Guy. They're fucking all Sister Sister is about to be popping i'm so excited listen love... the episode of smart guy where he's drinking in like that closet alone with the other cool kids god man just made me not want to drink for a long time he was like i loved when they would do those like after school specials like the the very special episodes where it's like teaching this kid a lesson like what nine-year-old is at a party where they're drinking in a closet like what the fuck like, we get it. He's really smart, so he's aged up or whatever. But at the same time, like, but you didn't need to do this because this is totally unrealistic. I wasn't pressured to drink at someone's house until I was, like, 15. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, like, what the fuck uh... is this? But anyways, yeah, watch those shows. Like I said, email us. Like, subscribe, and drop reviews. Any app you're on, if it's got a review portion, tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. 
we're interested, do all of that stuff. Go to our website, campykilledcreations.com, and check out all of our other stuff. We have tons of other podcasts, lots of other funny things, lots of serious things. I have an entire webcomic series, and then times that by two, because we just launched another webcomic series called The Adventures of Lula and Ronnie, because, you know, I'm trying to, you know, make sure I never sleep ever again and just do way too much stuff. I'm trying to be the, the Ryan Seacrest of really, really bad things that I make by myself. nothing that no no giggles okay all right i was eating a sandwich i'm sorry like i'm starving i just had to mute the mic i was eating a sandwich god if that doesn't say all you need to know about this show i don't know what does i didn't get pizza i got a wendy's spicy chicken that sounds delicious it is really good i couldn't wait anymore i've been like sneaking bites while you were talking about the comics but I finally was like, oh, he's just going to outro us. So I can just eat until we're done. And then we can talk. I don't care if you hear me the sandwich. But now he calls me out in front of everyone because I didn't have a way to come back about Ryan Seacrest. Oh, my God. Ryan Seacrest, Terry. You're not. Of Campy Killed Creations, I am definitely the Ryan Seacrest. It's your own self-made thing. Exactly. Self-made man. That's what you're trying to say. If anyone can take anything from this, that's what Chelsea thinks of me. So... Uh, also, final final plug, check out our Patreon. We're launching it at the end of this month. We're going to do a big stream, lots of giveaway stuff. We have several tiers. Every dollar helps. Check out our Patreon. We're going to have bonus episodes for this podcast, every other podcast we do. We're going to have bonus issues of all of our web comics. And if you support us over there, lots of stretch goals. So if you like our content, you can get way more of it. I have several episodes and several whole shows that I plan on doing. If we reach certain stretch goals, we have a couple of horror themes. So if you like us talking about stuff like Sabrina, I have an entire horror anthology with a bunch of really cool writers that we're going to do if we reach our stretch goals. Uh, I have an entire graphic novel that I wrote with my wife actually uh, drawing it. Uh, based off the adventures of Lulu and Ronnie. So if you like our new webcomic, there's way more of that if you support us over on Patreon. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, Chelsea, do you have anything to plug? Probably not. You you're not the Ryan Seacrest of Can't Beat Kill Creations. I am. You can be the one that buys me my next chicken sandwich. You totally can. I'll put that as a as a stretch goal. <laughs> Listen to Chelsea eat a chicken it's, sandwich. It's two, for, it's two for five dollars. <laughs> That's someone's saying. kink. You know that, right? Like it's specifically a Wendy's chicken sandwich. I'll send them a picture of it if they want. Like, fuck. Apparently, all for Kelsey's launching an OnlyFans to support her way through law school. I'm trying to get. I can't because they will disbar me if they find out about it. Really? Is that like one of those things where it's like that's a that's like sort of it's, like uh, conduct thing that you can't do as a lawyer? It's. I mean, they might not disbar me, but they'll probably find me because it's yeah, it's like conduct on becoming. Really? That's really interesting. Is that for all states? This is a conversation we get into off the mic. Yeah, uh, get off the mic. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it while I eat my chicken. I'm going to go to my second chicken sandwich. <laughs> exactly. These are the kind of things you can get if you support us on Patreon. Uh, this has been Right in the Feels, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>